and welcome to the very first episode of the Iron Man Fan Podcast. My name is Andrew and I'm your host. Uh, now, if you're listening to this, first of all, thank you very much for downloading. Uh, this is, as the title suggests, a fan-hosted Iron Man podcast created by the fans for the fans. And uh, I've been wanting to do a podcast about Iron Man, my favorite superhero, for quite quite a long time now. And finally had some time and I decided to, to get around to it. Because quite frankly, now is it's the best time to be an Iron Man fan. You know, the two movies, they, they in my opinion, they, they've done a fantastic job. The comic book storylines are very good, very high quality. You know, ever since, ever since about two thousand and five, they've been very high quality. So you know, Iron Man is is very strong. As you know, it's become a pop culture pop culture icon. So I decided to do this uh, this show, and let me just tell you what. Uh, hopefully, the show is going to be. It's going to be a mixture of a news show and uh, kind of. I, I want. I really want to bring in the fan community. So I really want you to communicate with me and maybe be on the show later on. I'll give you the details at the end of the episode. But um, uh, what I wanted to do is every episode. Uh, start off with kind of kind of a news what's going on in the Iron Man world uh, in in the past week and then uh, have uh, a, ma- a main discussion and a lot of the times it's the main discussion is going to focus on kind of a review uh, a look at you know the the current issue the new issue of the Invincible Iron Man or any of the crossover stories that uh, uh, Shellhead is going to be in so. But you know when issues aren't out, we'll, you know, we're hopefully we're going to be looking back at you know some some of the older, some of the great classic material, you know, bits from the movies here and there. So but there is you know over, it's been you know we've had over fifty years of Iron Man, and there is just so so much to talk about, and I hope you can join me. So uh, on that note, we're going to move straight into the news. Okay, so uh, of course the biggest news in the Iron Man world, and I think I think in the world of pop culture and movies generally, is of course Iron Man Two. Uh, Iron Man Two came out uh, well, last week, the week before, depending what country you were in. Uh, if if you could guess by my accent, I'm in England, so we've had Iron Man Two since the 29th of April, and it's it's kicking butt to tell you the truth. It's 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 doing very well. I'm very pleased to see uh, Iron Man 2 is doing very well in the cinema. I myself have just returned yesterday from seeing it for the fourth time in the cinema. So uh, I, I I really do love the movie. We'll talk about the movie uh, late uh, in in probably a later episode uh, once once we can get more people on. But uh, you know Iron Man 2 for the second week in a row in the U.S. box office, it's beaten Robin Hood and it's number one again so it's you know it's very good it's very good to see that Iron Man is keeping his position at number one and just just a figure um, the worldwide gross uh, in dollars that Iron Man has made so far is around f- uh, 428 million uh, the movie itself cost around 200 million to uh, to make so not counting marketing and all of that stuff uh, you know Iron Man has already made back 
uh, twice the amount it uh, it costs. So, you know, it's it's making a lot of money at the box office, which you know, which is very promising for uh, further uh, Iron Man movies and Marvel movies. You know, uh, if the movies do good good business at the box office, it means we're you know we're going to see more movies. So, so that's great. So. That's uh, that's a little bit of news there. Also, um, this has been going around for a bit, but Diesel, the perfume company, have released to coincide with the Iron Man 2 released uh, only for the Brave, which is their kind of brand of perfume. And uh, this is uh, it's it's kind of ironic because uh, this is something you know only the fans will be able to see. You look at the picture of uh, on the box of the only for the Brave. And the picture on the front is actually of the Iron Patriot, which is very contrasting. But no one except, you know, hardcore Iron Man fans that read the comics are actually going to know, you know, to most people it's going to look like um, uh, Iron Man. Because, uh, you know, the Iron Patriot did look uh, very similar to the uh, uh, Iron Man models from the movies. So uh, there's the news there. Also, the Extremist Motion comic Episode 3 is now on sale. as of recording this on the 17th of May, uh, so uh, I, uh, we're going to talk about extremists probably on the next episode, uh, the motion comic. Um, look forward to seeing, uh, look forward to talking about that. Very, uh, very big fan. So um, go and buy that now. You won't be disappointed. And that's pretty much it for 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 the news. Um, so now that we have the news out of the way, let's move straight into the main discussion. <laughs> Now, for for the main discussion for this first episode, I kind of wanted to do a partial review overlook on uh, uh, the Invincible Iron Man issue number twenty-five, the beginning of the new of the new arc, and just just you know look back and talk about what happened in the last five years, ever since the Extremist story, ever since volume volume four began. Uh, how, you know, what's Iron Man been all about, how he's changed, how he's evolved, you know, uh, so I just, I just kind of wanted to, to talk, talk about that, so, um, you know, ever since the Extremist uh, armor was, was introduced, uh, in my opinion, we've had, uh, most of the stories have been very good, very high level, high caliber, I enjoyed reading all of them, uh, from extremists to execute program, you know, to World War Hulk, uh, going into you know the Civil War tie-ins, then you know the invasion, and uh, then going through you know to uh, the Invincible Iron Man through the Stain storyline, and going all the way through that. You know, I, I've really had a lot of fun reading these, and they they have been very high quality, and um, it's uh, it's uh, it's been great to see. Uh, the story uh, that's led to to this new arc, you know, the story, you know, the invasion's over, they won, but, you know, Norman Osborn is now, you know, is now head of Hammer, which kind of used to be S.H.I.E.L.D., so, you know, Norman Osborn is kind of like, kind of, you know, the biggest guy in the world now, you know, and um, Tony Stark has literally been uh, thrown thrown out of his you know out of his seat of uh, being director of Shield and you know Stark Stark Industries itself has 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 gone to shreds. So uh, you know 
uh, Iron Man went from uh, the extremist, you know, which was a really high for him. Uh, you know, he got the suit and he got the new powers and he became so powerful. But then slowly, throughout, you know, he he started, you know, he started going higher and higher. He became director of Shield, the uh, the, the the Legislation Act. You know, he became really really high uh, up. In you know in, in in the authority, but then he was knocked straight off. Uh, he was knocked straight off uh, by by Osborne and by the authority. So it, it was interesting, uh, you know, all the way after the secret invasion, seeing him go down and down and down until he literally hit rock bottom in every single possible way. So it was really really interesting to see to see that kind of, I know people use the term, you know, it's it's a dark storyline a lot these days, but it was really, it was really nice to see this kind of a, a darker tone in in the Dark Reign uh, storyline, uh, Tony losing everything and how, you know, how he was combating that. And for me, for me, it was, fa uh, the, uh, the reason the story, uh, Dark Reign story is fascinating for me is because we saw Tony lose his powers and we see him talk about this because I mean before the extremists and everything you know uh, Tony uh, uh, you know Iron Man uh, and Batman are the only two of you know popular you know really big superheroes that don't really have any superpowers if you think about it you know they their superpower is their knowledge uh, you know, both both Bruce Wayne and Tony Stark. So, in the Dark Reign storyline, it was it it was just in, it was just amazing to see that you know what the writers did, where they basically stripped him of his biggest power, which was his knowledge, by you know having him wipe his memory, and uh, it was great seeing you know every single issue he would lose a chunk of his memory, which which you know which uh, would. Uh, kind of link uh, to him using older and older costumes, and I, and I love every time when they bring back an old costume, you know, because I I really I really love some some of the old designs, especially you know especially some of the seven uh, late seventies and eighties designs that they used uh, for the costume. So it was great seeing Tony every time he lost a chunk of his memory. You know, uh, when he was underwater, and then you know when he was flying, uh, flying around, flying to Russia, and then even in the desert, you know, he would he would switch suits, and then he when he borrowed Crimson Dynamo suit, it was really it was really interesting seeing Tony lose lose his power in every single issue more and more, and uh, when uh, later on towards kind of the end when he he was losing everything he. Uh, I really love the bit when he wrote uh, when he when he wrote the, the email, uh, you know, and he, he was writing in the email. And he was forgetting how to spell words, and he he could kind of still know how to use email, but he forgot all, all you know all the secrets he told. Okay, uh, in the beginning, when he said, "Okay, guys, this is the email address. You don't send anything. You just send it to a dummy address." So it it was um, it was very interesting and seeing him send the email to Hill and then. Uh, so that, that that was really fascinating for me, and hopefully that was fascinating for you guys as well. Seeing Tony lose his biggest power, and then uh, it was great seeing him go into the base uh, where where every, everything started. Uh, so and and the final fight was really great. Um, with 
With the Iron Patriot, that, that was very interesting because, as I, as I said before, you know, the design for the Iron Patriot looks to me very, uh, you know, influenced by by the movies. And it, it was it was such a contrast. It was like, uh, you know, Iron Man has gotten Captain America's paint job, but, you know, it wasn't Iron Man. So it, it was really interesting seeing that final fight between the very first Mark Zero and the Iron Patriot. So... Overall, it was a great story, and uh, what was even greater, of course, at the end, you know, at the end of the story, and uh, that that chunk in be in between the current arc and the, uh, the the Dark Rain arc, if you want to call it that, um, it was great seeing, you know, them bring back Tony's memory of the hard drive, and uh, that I thought that was a great tool used by the writers to uh you know to just just make the comic book so much more interesting you know he backed up uh he backed up his memory uh but you know he only backed it up you know years ago before the extremist armor so you know he he's still tony but he's tony from about what four or five years ago depending on how comic book time works uh so it's kind of having the character time travel in a way because he hasn't really lived through some of these major events like the Civil War and all that kind of stuff. So it's like having the character time travel without the uh, aspect of having to explain why and how and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of an easy way and it's great to see Tony, you know, in in this uh, in this first first issue, I, I've got I've gotten issue twenty six now. I haven't read it yet, but uh, uh, I, I just wanted to uh, talk about twenty five on this episode. You know, it's great seeing him get uh, gets uh, a, a partial chunk of his memory back. It's uh, it's like having you know, it's like he's gotten short term memory loss really when you think about it. You know, he remembers old stuff, but he doesn't remember what happened. And you know, seeing him uh, read on the internet and and books, you know what he's done you know the civil war and all that kind of stuff and um it was it was fantastic for me to you know to see him and thor you know finally kind of make peace and it, it was also great seeing cap uh, cap captain america come back help him out uh, him and bucky help out uh, to kind of restore him with the shield and force mags the shield so it, it, it was great seeing you know the people that tony uh made i don't want to say enemies but you know he kind of uh, banished from from the legitimate superhero world, you know, come back and help him, which is, uh, which creates a really interesting interesting story. So, you know, it's great seeing Tony come back, and again, you know, it's now Tony has lost everything completely. You know, Stark is just a company on paper. Uh, you know, he all the suits were destroyed. You know, he literally has nothing. He's got to build everything from from scratch uh which you know which we we've seen it before with the Obadiah stain takeover and that kind of stuff but we've never seen it on that uh you know he's always gotten the back somehow and the company was always uh, was always kind of you know it was always uh, in one piece now you know the company really doesn't exist which you know it's it's very interesting to see how tony's going to you know make back his fortune and, and everything uh which which uh brought in another factor which was very interesting to see him sell you know put his repulsor technology office up for sale because that's that's always been one of those things both in the comic books and in the movies you know 
you know, it's his technology, you know, his chess piece. He's never given it to anyone, but now it's it's very interesting to see Tony kind of go back and uh, give give his uh, a major part of his signature, a uh, part of his signature technology. Sorry, uh, and uh, put it up for sale, which is um, which which kind of brings me back uh, now in this arc. Of course, we get the um, uh, we get the. Uh, Hammer Family storyline. We don't quite know where it's going to go yet. At least I don't. But uh, it's very interesting. And, you know, uh, going back to the movies, it seems like the the comic books and the movies, there's always been a new arc every time a new movie comes out for Iron Man. And they seem to have something in common. Uh, Maybe, you know, maybe the writers are thinking... People watch, you know, they're going to watch the Iron Man movies, and you know, when people watch uh, movies, they they will get into, they will get into, uh, they watch a comic book uh, a movie, they will get into the comic book. It's quite often, so um, they're, they're thinking, you know, they're going to watch Iron Man, and they're going to want to read the comic books, and they want to going to want to get the new issue. So uh, we saw this uh, with the first movie when uh, when the Invincible Iron Man launched. We have the we have uh, Obdai Stain's son uh, storyline, which you know kind of linked with with the movie, you know, and now we have this uh, this new storyline, which again, which which draws a lot of parallels with the second movie, uh, just uh, Justin Hammer and now Hammer's uh, I guess daughter and granddaughter, uh, you know, they're they're introducing these you know th- these bulky uh, weapons uh, to. You know, to try to get into uh, into the weapons market and supply weapons for for the um, uh, for the American government, I guess. So it's uh, it's a good parallel. You know, uh, hammers. You know, he, their weapons aren't as great and sufficient and as uh, sophisticated as Tony's. But you know, they try to get in the game, and because. Tony loses something, so in this storyline, it would be, you know, everything, really, and in the second Iron Man, you know, he's, you know, he stops making weapons, and he, drinking, and, you know, the, his, his, uh, uh, his chest piece, you know, it's killing him, and, and Rhodey takes away the suit, so, you know, uh, Tony loses something, and he gets out of the game, which, uh, in turn means that Hammer can take, uh, can take his place, so it, it was um, it was very interesting uh, to see uh, that uh, kind of parallel between between the two the two storylines. So uh, I I am looking forward to uh, definitely looking forward to, to seeing how uh, how the story progresses. I, I have a feeling this is going to be a very good and very interesting story. Uh, they've they've got a large number of characters, a large number of plots and places they can go to, and of course. This, you know, what kind of a talk about the uh, issue twenty five would this be if we didn't talk about the new suit? And this suit has caused uh, a number of, I don't want to say controversy, I guess, but you know, debate, discussion between between the fans because we haven't had a suit uh, redesign in about five years, you know, ever since the Extremis armor came out. So. You know, and now this is you know this this is a completely new re- redesign, and I, I think the extremists had a, had a good run. They used up 
you know, most of the scenarios they could have thought up with it, you know, they didn't, they didn't waste it, you know, so it, it was, it was definitely put to very, very good use, but this new suit, you know, it's, people are kind of <laughs> calling it, you know, extremist to, you know, it's the bleeding edge suit, um, but um, a, a lot of people are saying, you know, this, this isn't really, this isn't Iron Man that we know, this isn't, um, you know what we used to Iron Man is kind of similar to classic Iron Man, and what the Iron Man is now, I guess, in the movies. You know, he, his his superpower is his brilliant intelligence, and you know he uses that power to create things to give him powers. You know, he creates those these amazing suits that uh, give him possibilities. You know, to to be up there with superheroes that have you know that have uh, real powers and you know this this uh, when when you know even though the the extremist armor um, storyline the original it was very popular you know, people still th thought you know you know it, it's not what Iron Man's all about uh, but now you know the the actual suit uh, because you know in the extremist he, he'd put it in a suitcase or something and then it would just attach to his body now it seems to it seems to kind of come out of his body, I mean, uh, uh, maybe this is explained in the next issue, I haven't read the issue 26 yet, but it's very interesting how, how, um, how this works now, obviously him and Reed Richards did something, you know, in the lab when they were designing it, so it's, it's going to be interesting, you know, at the back of issue 25, uh, they, they give him a saying, you know, follow Invincible Iron Man to see, to see what the new suit can really do, so I, I don't really want to judge the suit too much, I mean, uh, I'm I'm all for the idea of Iron Man being you know the suit of a brilliant uh, of a brilliantly smart uh, person, but but we'll we'll see where this goes. Um, I mean we've just had a whole arc, you know, be, you know beginning with with the the Secret Invasion where Tony's suit was out of commission. You know it was out of commission even even going back to uh, uh, the the Stain storyline at the beginning of the Invincible Iron Man. You know his suit has been constantly broken, infected with a virus, out of commission, and the whole Dark Rain storyline, the wanted storyline, you know, uh, he, he kept on going from one suit to another, because A, his intelligence was uh, decreasing, memory-wise, I guess, and, uh, you know, the extra missions didn't work anymore. So, uh, maybe now, uh, now I'm, sh I'm sure this won't be the same old, you know, the same old... Uh, trick that they've been pulling of the extremists i'm sure they're going to put some new very cool things in it but uh from from an aesthetic point of view this has also raised a lot of um a lot of concerns i guess because you know a lot of people are saying this is becoming less 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 of a kind of an armor because uh and you know throughout you know throughout the 90s i guess and going up to to the extremists you know and the movies have been uh, similar to this as well. You know, the armors are quite bulky because they're they're meant to look realistic. Uh, you know, they're meant to be out, be they're meant to be made out of real armor. You know, the parts you're meant to see the parts inside them. The parts are meant to take up space. That was Tony's big problem with you know when he made the extremists. You know, because he needed to he needed to store all the processing in the computers somewhere, and it turned out to be in his brain, I guess. So you know, the uh, this armor. Extremus 2.0, Bleeding Edge, whatever you want to call it, I'll just call it the new armor for now. You know, it's extremely sleek to the point where it's, it, it's you know, people are saying it's it stops looking, it really stops looking like like an armor, and more of kind of just, you, you know, your usual kind of superhero leather outfit. And um, 
and I, I would definitely see that point of view as well. But uh, a lot of people do like it. You know, they really like the design. They like the colors in it as well. For me, the very sleek design, in a way, it kind of goes back to um, to you know a, a classic classic Iron Man. Uh, because, you know, uh, in the beginning he had the really bulky suits, the huge ones, and then <laughs> I think it was uh, his second issue in uh, Tales of Sus Suspense where, <laughs> you know, he started scaring the children away, so he first he decided to paint it gold, and then a couple of issues later he, um, I, I forget the name of the villain, uh, it, it was uh, he was using kind of voodoo dolls in him, I think, and, uh, you know, he, he, changed, he changed it to the, to the red and gold suit, and, uh, you know, f f ever from that point in the 60s all the way up to the 80s you know the suits kind of uh looked at least like the the arm and the leg parts uh, you know they kind of looked like they were like the golden parts of the suits uh, they looked like they were just uh, for, for me when I first started reading. Uh, it kind of didn't make sense because you had the, you had the helmet and the chest chest piece and the boots, which were looked like they were made of metal. But you know all the yellow parts were for the arms and the legs and the thighs. You know they just basically looked like pieces of clothing. And you know it was kind of explained that it was super hard uh, metal that goes around your shape. But you you know you could kind of see Tony's uh, muscle form and structure you know you can see his muscles there so this kind of goes back to at least for me to the classic suits you know where you could kind of see uh, Tony's an anatomy as opposed to the you know the older suits uh, and the suits from the movies for example War Machine you know that was a product of like the early 90s and you can definitely see it was very bulky you know it kind of looked like a tank and they're kind of going away from it now which is uh, which is the style of the day you know Apple products and that kind of stuff you know it's all sleek and smooth back in back in the 80s and 90s all the suits uh, and all the cars and computers and televisions and everything they were very kind of uh, angular shape, very square. So you know, Iron Man Tony, you know, he he's a very hip dude. You know, he's a playboy. He's with the time, so I'm sure, I'm sure he's uh, you know he considers the, uh, <laughs> the 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 style of the time when making a new Iron Man outfit. But just now looking, you know, I'm looking at issue 25 at the back. Uh, you know, back back of the. I'm looking at the front and the back of the suit, and when I look at the back, it kind of does. It, it reminds me of this. It's it is very sleek. You don't kind of get a feeling. You don't realize it that much uh, with with the front because you know there's a lot of lights, uh, repulsor lights, and that kind of stuff. But at the back, there's a picture on one of the last pages of. Um, uh, issue 25 of the Invincible Iron Man when uh, you see Iron Man's suit from the back and the colors as well attribute to this but it kind of uh, for me it kind of you know if I was looking at this from far away and I didn't know I could have easily mixed this up for Spider-Man or maybe even Deadpool uh, because you know it is so sleek and it does just look like clothing so you know so I I'm I'm debating I, I like the armor from uh, an aesthetic point of view, it looks very good, but Iron Man wise, you know, what Iron Man used to stand for, I I'm not going to judge it until, until, uh, until we're a couple of issues in and we can see what, what the suit can do. So, uh, I think that's gonna, that's gonna wrap it up for, for the main discussion, um, about, you know, about issue 25 and where we were. We're going to definitely come back to, to, uh, the previous, uh, you know, the Dark Reign story, uh, uh, story storylines and the secret invasion storylines as 
this uh, series as th this new arc uh, story arc progresses, looking back at w what's happened, how things have influenced the current events. So it'll be very interesting to see that. Um, now we're going to move into uh, another segment, and this is this is something I call Armor of the Week. Now, um, Armor of the Week is uh, basically every week. It is it is what it says again. Uh, every week, uh, I wanted to talk about an armor because God knows Tony's had a lot of armors, and uh, this week wanted to start it off. Started off by giving a send off to, of course, the extremist armor, uh, and just talk a little bit about about uh, this armor. I mean, the extremist armor was originally introduced in Volume Four, Issue Five of uh, Iron Man, and um, this was Tony's way of combating uh, combating. Uh, I forget the guy's name now. Uh, the the guy with the extremist uh, virus. So Tony's suit was too bulky and too. Uh, it wasn't mobile enough. He had to transport it in a big, you know, in a big storage, uh, in a big storage box by airplane. So, in order to defeat uh, the enemy, he uh, injected himself with the extremists. And uh, of course, the result was the quote is that the quote I like to use is uh, Maya, I can see through satellites now," uh, which which turned, uh, which gave Tony, of course. I don't want to say legitimate superpowers, but actual, you know, as close to superpowers as someone like Spidey, you know, or Wolverine, or those kinds of superheroes have, you know, his, his, he had the ultimate geek superpower where he could just control technology, any kinds of technology, and uh, it was it was it was very different, very unexpected for Iron Man, but it it, it worked, it worked, it worked very well. They utilized the armor well, in my opinion. Yeah, and you know, to it just gave Tony a, a lot more chances to be a badass. So yeah, this you know this was uh, one of the biggest changes for the suit in a while uh, from both uh, from both a aesthetic a design point of view and what the suit could actually do. It was it was definitely one of the key changes in the Iron Man in the Iron Man storyline. Um, and of course, Tony got all these powers, and he quickly became one of the strongest superheroes in the Marvel universe. And um, you know, we saw this in the Execute program in in the second storyline. You know, he kind of became cocky with his powers, and uh, authority started to you know consider. You know, is he dangerous? You know, is he taking this? Uh, to is he being too arrogant with this? Which is again is something that we saw being used in the movie, in Iron Man Two, uh, for you know with Rhodey and the uh, U.S. Uh, military trying to take away the suit. So it's nice seeing seeing and you know John John Favreau has stated that you know he he used a lot of storylines as uh, inspiration. So it's nice to see that he's actually used. Uh, some some of the uh, I guess some of the newer storylines as well. Uh, some of the very new storylines compared to something like Demon in a Bottle. Extremis is very still very new. So um, uh, it was a very 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 interesting armor. Definitely you know definitely one of one of the top five most influential Iron Man armors, uh, without a doubt. So it's uh, for this week it's been Extremis. And on that note, I think uh, I'm going to bring the show to a wrap. Of course, uh, uh, I've had I've, I've had a lot of fun talking about Iron Man, but you know, um, one man show talking talking for uh, for however long, half an hour, an hour, 
to to a microphone. It, it's not as fun as talking with someone. So I would really appreciate if anyone listening to the show, if you if you enjoy and if you you know if you're a big Iron Man fan, you don't even have to be a big Iron Man fan. If you like Iron Man and comic books, if you would like to join me, I would love to have you on the show. It's very easy. All you need to have is Skype and a microphone, really, well, and an internet connection as well. So. Please, uh, if you want to join the show um, or send me, please send me any feedback, uh, rate me on iTunes, uh, emails, uh, ways I can improve the show, what what new segments you would like to see on the show, your opinions on the new storyline, on the new armor, uh, generally on the state of Iron Man, on the movies, everything. Uh, please uh, send, send me your emails uh, to IamFanPod. Uh, uh, at live.com I'm going to have the email in the description that's fanpod at live.com so please send me your emails I'd love to read them out on the show I would uh, really appreciate the feedback next week I'm planning to talk about the uh, Extremist Motion comic uh, also uh, I want to talk about issue 26 of the Invincible Iron Man and uh, of course we're going to talk about the news and uh, maybe if we can squeeze it in some of some of my favorite bits from the uh, the second Iron Man movie. So for this week this has been the Iron Man fan podcast. Your host Andrew and Iron Man. <laughs>